Praise God. Praise God. Teach us to pray. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful song? God is good. Let us go right into prayer. Gracious and holy God, we humbly bow before your divine presence. We thank you for gathering us today for worship. Thank you for giving us a sacred place to meet you, to praise you, to glorify you, Lord Jesus. We acknowledge our need for you. We desire to deepen our worship. We desire, Lord, that our love would grow and most precious and worthy God, we pray that you would guide us as we dig into the depths of worship, seeking to increase our reverence and our adoration. We love you. We glorify you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord with the Lord's people. Amen. So we are moving into a new sermon series. Praise God. And if you look in your program on the back page in the right-hand corner toward the bottom, you will see our our sermon series. What is the title? I live to worship. Praise God. So that's the overarching theme this month is that we live to worship. And we are going to talk about praise from the wilderness today. And then following that, the greatness of God's love, thankful confidence in God. Praise God. That's right around Thanksgiving. And then trust despite the troubles. Well, the ultimate goal is for us to really understand how we worship, right? So our 10-year anniversary celebrations ended last week. Did you all enjoy your lunches? Did you enjoy your gifts? Did you enjoy the time? We were so grateful that we have been able to celebrate 10 years together. 10-year neighbor, 10 years. So we have looked at our past, we have looked at our present, and a little bit into our future. And after all the celebrations, we may wonder, what's next? Actually, neighbor, what's next? What is next? Well, with us as Christians, with us, our next is always about worship. It's always about worship. Why do we gather each week on a Sunday morning when we could be at home enjoying our beds, getting some sleep, just like everybody else we passed to get here today, amen? Amen. We have a knowledge and an understanding of the purpose of worship. Tell your neighbor, it's all about worship. It's all about worship, that's right. Worship, worship, worship. You know, I was reflecting as I was preparing for this sermon, and about this time last year in 2022, Pastor Antonio and I sat down and we prayed about what we would preach throughout the year for you all here at New Life at Calvary. We wanted to ask God what he wanted us to learn this year. And I look back at some of our sermon series this past year, and we started with something called Building Something Eternal. Anybody remember that message? And we went through that sermon series, and we we went straight through it, and then we went talked about the greatest comeback. We all been talking about the comeback, because we know you can't have a comeback without having a setback, right? Then we had a sermon series called Rooted. Y'all remember Rooted, because we planted those seeds. 
Some of y'all still got y'all plants. Sandy Vine did die, y'all. <laughs> but I tried. I gave it my best effort. We preached this year in 2023 on soul care. We talked about being triggered and learning to deal with our anxieties. And, and then we had a slight detour because of the tornado. And we went through a sermon series called Collide. Amen. But we understood when all is said and done that God wins. God wins. And then we landed last month with our sermon series one, We Truly Are Better Together. So as we enter into the month of November, we return to our plan, our guide, what it is that we do, what keeps us centered, and that is our worship. I was so glad when I looked at our sermon series guide and I saw that the next one up was this one, I Live to Worship. I Live to Worship. So this sermon series is so appropriate for us right now because with everything going on, say everything, we can get distracted, can't we? So what centers us and what brings us back is our worship. Does anyone have a testimony today that you live to worship? That it is your life to worship? One of my favorite songs is that song by Israel Houghton, and it's called, I Live to Worship. And if you look at the lyrics, they say, away from the noise, away from the noise. I wish I could sing, y'all, but I can't sing it right. But he says, away, away from the noise. Then he says, along with you, away to hear your voice and meet with you. Nothing else matters, he says. My one desire is to worship you. Yes. I live, I live, yes. I live to worship you. Yes. What is worship? Many of us would think worship is singing and music, but worship is so much deeper. Tell your neighbor, it's so much deeper. <laughs> David, King David in our scripture, he understood that true worship, say true worship, true worship. revolves around Connecting with God and recognizing His majesty. When we look around the world today, there is so much happening. Who would say there's a lot happening in the world today? Here we go. We already got another voting season upon us. Hope y'all went out to vote, amen. (laughs) This Tuesday is voting day. But voting can cause so much stress, so much division, so much contention. It's just hard. We're also in this whole situation with Israel and Palestine. It is a nightmare. It is horrendous to think about children and women and singers and even our men, men over there that are dying. It is a horrendous war and it's happening right before our eyes. So much is happening in the world. I mean, We don't even get the stories about what's happening over in Africa, but they have a lot going on too. And many are still fixed on Donald Trump. Oh my God. How many trials can one person have? (laughs) It's just ridiculous. It's this constant talk and pull to get our attention. Tell you never, they're trying to get your attention. But then I think about that song, away, away from the noise, away from the noise, along with you, right? The world is constantly trying 
trying to get us to pick sides. Yes, yes. Pick a fight. Choose. I think about Jesus, our Lord. He, our Lord. He lived in a world of constant turmoil, just like us. When he walked on this earth, it wasn't easy for him either. In the midst of it all, he was always finding a way to get away from it all. Getting away was so important that one day Jesus found himself in Samaria. Say Samaria. Samaria. And there was a woman at a well. And he stopped to talk to this woman. Think about everything that was going on. I mean, it was battles. It was all kind of political things happening in the world at that time. And Jesus found it important to stop and talk to a woman who was thirsty. This woman was thirsty. She had had lots of relationships, five husbands, and the people of faith had turned their back on this lady. They were so much more focused on what was going on in the world that they forgot that this woman had a need. But Jesus was away from the noise. Tell your neighbor, get away from the noise. She is so that he stops to talk to her and he tells her so many good things. He talks to her about the living water. Say living water. Living water. He also talks to her about worship. He says in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 23, he says, but an hour is, is coming. It is here now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people as his worshipers. Wow, with all the things happening in the world, Jesus stops to talk to this woman about the living water and the true worshipers. There are so many things important happening in our world, amen? It's important to speak up and say we need peace, right? It's important to speak up and say we need justice and righteousness. It is important to be a voice for the voiceless. Of course, we're supposed to do all these things. We're Christians. Who else could juggle it all, amen? But our priority, say priority. Where we can never get lost is the priority of God's love. David says, because your love is better than life. God's love is more precious and more satisfying than anything, say anything, Amen. that life could ever offer. So after the Samaritan woman met Jesus at the well, guess what she went? She lived her life in worship. Can you live a life where your life looks like worship? Where your daily being looks like worship? Where you don't have to be in church on a Sunday where somebody can look at you and say, wow, they in worship. She lived a life of worship. You see, worship is the expression of our reverence, say reverence, of our adoration, say adoration, of an almighty God. Remember back in the day? You were scared to come in the building sometimes because you thought, no, no, God isn't there. I can't run. I can't do this. I can't do that. Because we adored God so much that we understood that wherever God was at, we had to change our behavior. We had to change how we talked and how we walked because we were in presence of the holiness 
You know, worship has been this defined as an ache of the soul. Go like this, ache, ache of the soul. Our bodies need food and water, don't they? Our minds need stimulation, learning, and knowledge, don't they? Our emotions need love. How many of y'all are huggers? You love getting hugs and support and comfort, amen? But our souls need worship. That's what our souls need. The book of Psalms, the entire book is attributed to the king, to King David. King David had one deep longing. His longing was to worship. So over these next four weeks, say four weeks, but really three, because today is included, say three. We are going to spend a lot of time learning this Psalm 63. A lot of us know, you know, Psalm 23 and all those songs, but we're going to learn Psalm 63. Say Psalm 63. We are going to learn this song and engage with this song because this was an expression of God's love, meaning more than our own lives. Why did David desire God so deeply? David says, you are my God. I worship you. In my heart, I long for you as I would long for a stream in a scorching desert. David is believed to have been in the wilderness of Judah when he wrote this song. He is in a place of lack. He doesn't have what he needs. He is struggling. Anybody ever been in the wilderness? There are all in our lives. We can have physical wilderness where we may, be with, we may be without a home or without clothing, without what we need physically. There is emotional wilderness where we are without love and comfort and encouragement and support. There is a mental wilderness where we are without what we need mentally. In the wilderness moments of our lives, David teaches us to say these words, you are my God. I worship you. In my heart, David says, I long for you as I would a stream in a scouring desert. Wouldn't it be amazing if when we were in our wilderness moments, I mean, we've had wilderness moments, haven't we? We've had some hard days. How many of us have remembered to say, you are my God on our worst days? I worship you on those days when we are struggling. My friends, if I were to ask you today, what are you longing for? Some of you have been longing for healing. Some of you have been longing for a relationship. Some of y'all have been longing for some money, a new job, peace of mind. Some of y'all have been longing for your children. Some of you have been longing for your grandchildren. Do you long for Jesus? Worship is an ache of the soul, a desire, a passionate desire to be in God's presence. David says again in that song, I have seen your power and your glory in the place of worship. Where did he see the power and the glory? He didn't see the power and the glory at the club. He didn't see the power and the glory, you know, down the street at the gas station, at the grocery store. He saw the power and the glory 
power and the glory of the almighty God. A part of our worship, and that means wherever you may worship. If you worship at home, in your closet, by your bedside, at the hospital, on your knees, at work. If you worship in your car, wherever you worship, saints, you should be experiencing God's power and glory. David committed himself, his life, to a lifelong journey of praise. Can you all lift your hands up in the air today? Every time, praise him anyhow. Say hallelujah anyhow. Say I praise you, Lord. You are my God and I worship you. Okay, now, next week when I see y'all in the grocery store, y'all better be like this. <laughs> you are my God and I worship you. And this is not easy. Trust me, y'all. I have been in some places where I'd be like, ooh, I am about to cuss this person out. They just don't know. They're going to get old, Kelly, today. <laughs> and I'll be reminded, you are my God and I worship you. I can't even connect with old Kelly because I want to be a true worshiper. David's worship was not limited, say limited, to a specific place. He could worship anywhere. Can you worship anywhere today, my friends? It didn't have to be a specific time. He could worship anytime, day or night. It was his lifestyle. Talk about lifestyles. Y'all don't heard that word so many times. It's my lifestyle choice. It's my lifestyle choice. You know what my lifestyle choice is? To be a true worshiper. To be a true worshiper, that is my lifestyle. And I hope that you all, as my fellow Christians, when someone's talking about lifestyle, you say, oh, you a true worshiper? What if the world could just see us as Christians? If they could see our lives dedicated to worship, they would realize that they have another option. All this stuff happened in the Middle East. I'm wondering, where the Christians at? They talk about, are you going to side with the Israelis? Are you going to side with the Palestinians? And I'm like, I side with Jesus. Because he was in that same place. And he was trying to get y'all to know him a long time ago, and y'all didn't see him. Lord have mercy if they would only see Jesus. But they see Jesus when they see us. You see, if we are living lives of worship, the world would know that there is an alternative to hate. The world would know there is an alternative to fighting in wars. The world would know that you can you can have a changed life. And the world could see us in our worship. And I mean not just here at church. I mean daily worship, our daily praise, our daily reverence for the almighty God. Why do I say that? You see, when you are worshiping God, you can't kill someone when you revere Jesus Christ. You can't pick up a gun and take it to school and shoot up your friends when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You cannot hurt people and kill children. You can't steal and betray people. You can't be a constant sinner and love the Lord. When you live a life of worship, when you live, when you live, when you live to worship, 
my friends. So over these next three weeks, because I know folks been asking you a lot of questions about how are we supposed to make decisions and choices in this world? What do the Christians say? We say, get down and worship, my friends. Get your worship on, because next week we're going to be talking about the greatness of God's love and how he loved us so much that he died on the cross for all of us. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you have allowed us to spend this time in worship today, Lord. Help us to know that our worship of you continues in all moments of our lives. As we walk out of the church today, as we enter our cars, or we go on the bus, or we walk, Lord, our worship, our worship is for you. We worship you, Lord, in our homes, in our schools, in our places of work. We worship you in our lives, Lord. We live, we live, we live to worship you. Teach us a new way to adore you and revere you in all times, in all places. And we thank you and we honor you, Holy Spirit. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Saints, we're going to rise and sing with the praise team. This I believe as we prepare for our communion meal, saints. And if you don't have your communion, just give a wave so that the ushers can come around and make sure you have your holy communion. And if you're joining us online, take this moment to get your bread and your juice for the sacraments. Examine our hearts. This is the table of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Let us examine our hearts and confess any sins. And then we will join together in the Lord's prayer. Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. Saints, we have only good report and that on the night of his arrest, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it. He took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, saying, This is my body, which has been broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This is the new covenant, sealed in my blood. Whenever you drink of this, do so in remembrance of me. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us pray. Bountiful God, we give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ, strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us all rise and sing, Thank you, Lord. The ushers will come and to receive your communion cup. Please, for a few brief announcements, we again 
welcome each and every one to New Life in Calvary today. Uh, if you would like to have prayer time later on, because we were not able to do that today, if you would like prayer or you want to give your heart to Christ and let Pastor Antonia and I know, we will be glad to pray for you this day before you walk out the door. Saints, uh, the announcements are in the bulletin. You see our Bible study classes are uh, back in session, so please feel free to join any uh, Bible study class. We want to thank God that Reginald is home, praise God, and he is resting, praise God. Daughter Regina has been keeping him together, thank the Lord. <laughs> Thanks, we have lots of good testimonies and announcements today, so uh, I see uh, Michael is here, the baby is not here yet though, uh, but she is uh, beautiful and doing well, so we say congratulations to you as a very young girl. Do you all call her Gabby? Yeah. You call her Gabby, okay, praise God. Uh, Rufus Sims and Yvonne Sims welcome the new granddaughter this weekend. And Mommy, Kalina, and Dad, Colin are doing well, and baby Chloe is the new baby's name. How much does she weigh, Yvonne? Oh, wow, that's so fantastic. Have you all got to go up and visit? Oh, I was there. Oh, you were? <laughs> she, she had a three-day labor, you all. Labor started on Wednesday, and the baby got born on Saturday morning. Oh, thank God. Thank God for her life. Oh, and Auntie, my, Auntie Camille was there, too. <laughs> I heard Camille say she, she was going to be at the hospital day one. <laughs> oh, that's so precious. Where's Gail? Gail is right there. Gail wants to share an announcement for her family. And then Reverend Benacy, if you could begin making your way up. All right. Yesterday, Katie and Walter's youngest daughter, Emily, became Mrs. Emily Glenn Coleman. Oh. Small wedding at her best friend Lisa Worthy's house yesterday in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, they plan to have a bigger celebration next year. Okay. So congratulations. Her new husband, not like she had an old husband, but her current husband, his name is Aaron Coleman. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's very uh, interesting that they both ended up moving to Charlotte, North Carolina the same week, like four years ago. And then they met about a year after that. So you know, we've met him many times. He's come to Cleveland to visit. He and Emily together, and uh, we love him, and we're very happy for him. If you'd like to see pictures, we do have pictures. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I just want to be thankful to the Almighty God for my life. Yeah. They have been a great blessing to me. I came in this country in 2012, and I went through so many struggles. Mm -hmm. I lived with four different families, and they all threw me out during the winter. Oh. <laughs> Stating that I am not working, I don't have income. To support them, to support them, so I have to leave. And finally, God used Doctor Panjo to connect me with Pastor Robert Kevin Roberts, 
who was paying my house rent for three years. And I was praying, God, you brought me here as a missionary. And I have decided to work for you as long as I live. You have to make a way out of no way for me, for me to be happy. I want a home. And God has blessed me. I just bought my house. The house I bought is not mortgage. I pay cash. So I want you to give me a house that I will pay at once and live in peace forever. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, when I was living, I was so troubled. Every day, my landlady would give me trouble. We had three cars. You can't buy three cars. You have to pay for space. You have to... I mean, I was so frustrated. But the Lord has done it for me. Amen. And I want to be thankful to my hero, Reverend Dr. Rich, who worked very hard to make that place a decent place for me. I moved yesterday. May God bless Dr. Rich and his family for making me to be what I am today. God bless you. testimony I want to share with you last this past August which was just a few months ago <laughs> at the beginning of August Pastor Antonia was supposed to get married her wedding was supposed to happen but the visa stuff didn't come through for her fiance Pastor Antonia was about the saddest y'all could ever see she was so sad but she kept her head up y'all didn't even know she was sad she kept her head up she keeps trusting in the Lord and she went to a wedding convention and she got news this past week that she won a contest with a full paid honeymoon, wedding bands for her and her husband. You want two honeymoons? You want another one? That's my honeymoon. <laughs> She um she would already had a honeymoon. She would be done. She wouldn't have went to that wedding thing. And she was in the right place. And because of that, she has been blessed. And the visa process for her fiance has moved to the next level, praise God. So God is working everything out for her good and all of our good. So just keep praising, keep trusting, keep worshiping, amen. And the Lord is going to answer your prayers. Want you all to know on your way out, you're going to get this little note today. We are we finally got the letter ready to go to send out the letters for the Building on Restoration campaign. Many have been generous, but we want to make sure everyone knows that they can donate. 
So we need you to give us names and addresses of family members or friends that you want us to send a letter to. The letter will come like it's coming from you on behalf of our church to whomever you would like it to go to. We would like to be able to send these out before Thanksgiving so if you can take them home, fill in the information and bring them back. You can take a picture of it and send it to my, you can text it to me, you can email it to me or you can bring it back to the church. But we really would appreciate your help. Did I, what? Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend, Carrie and I will be at Frederick's Wine and Dine. So if you have any out-of-town guests or company that weekend, we're there on the 24th, which is the Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Praise God. All right. Who is, who you point? Sylvie? I just want to Thank you, Sylvia. We do want to be praying for both Miss Margaret Mallory, who is in a rehab. Uh, she likes carbs. We, she doesn't like visits necessarily, y'all. So we don't have to visit. But she does like calls and, and cards in the mail. And uh, she's doing okay, but she is in rehab. And we're also praying for Martha Robinson. Martha is now in Pennsylvania, right, Sylvia? Is it Philadelphia? Pennsylvania. Erie, in Erie, living with Sam, her other daughter, Donna. So we continue to pray for her. Is that all announcements? All right. It's good to see you all in church today. Let's all rise for the benediction. <laughs> Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, we pray, Holy Spirit, help us to live a life of worship to you. When people see us, help us to see the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Lord, we want to shine for you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to a neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. Thank you.